Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And welcome, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Bedelski here in wonderful Winona. Excited to be with you at the one and only Immaculate Heart of Mary. Minor Seminary, and I've got some Minor Seminarians here with me this morning. We'll introduce them after we get started in prayer. So if you join me now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Again, welcome uh, listeners today to another fantastic episode of Real Presence Live. Excited to be here at Immaculate Heart uh, Minor, uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary Minor Seminary. And I've got three seminarians here with me today. Uh, a big shout out to... Uh, uh, do you prefer Gabe or Gabriel? Either one. Either one. Okay. <laughs> uh, I met Gabriel when I uh, broadcast live from Owatonna a few months ago, back in August, right around the time of Steele County Free Fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Father Kern said he's been on air before. He can set up a, a full two-hour show for you here at the <laughs> seminary. So I appreciate that. And uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself first? Yeah. My name is Gabriel Rashavi. Uh, I'm originally from... Owatonna, Minnesota, and I'm a senior here at Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary, studying for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. So, fantastic! And we have two other guys with us here today. Uh, <coughs> go ahead. I'm uh, Gianni Detola. I'm a new entrant, first year seminarian here at Immaculate Heart. I'm representing Diocese of Gary, which is in Northwest Indiana, about 30 minutes outside of Chicago. Okay. Then my name is Josiah Hansen. I'm uh, in my fourth year here at Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary, um, and I'm originally from the Diocese of Rapid City, South Dakota, so I'm real happy to be here with you this morning. Well, fantastic. This is exciting. We've got guys from three different dioceses studying here. I can't remember off the top of my head how many dioceses are studying here, but there's, it's quite a few uh, throughout the Midwest studying here, and so it's, uh, we're glad to have you guys here in Winona in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Uh, so uh, maybe I'll, I guess I can go down the line again, but uh, sort of if you could uh, share with our listeners, uh, we'll start with uh, Gabe here, but uh, uh, why you decided to come to Minor Seminary, how that discernment process went and, and mm-hmm. how that how it's kind of going since then. Yeah, so I didn't really think too much about seminary growing up, but of course I had religion teachers and there were ladies at church who would tell me, oh, you'd make a good priest, so it was on the back of my mind, but I didn't consider it uh, that much until after my freshman year of high school. I went to a Steubenville conference in Rochester, Minnesota, and at that point there were a lot of subjects in school that I liked, but none that stood out to me as a future um, a future career, I suppose. And so I was praying at in adoration at this conference about what the Lord wanted me to do, and He put the thought of seminary on my heart. So that's kind of when I started considering it. And then I continued to pray with it and think about it through high school, but I wasn't sure. Um, And it really wasn't up until the point that I got my acceptance letter to seminary that I decided, all right, this is is something I'm going to do. And so I came to seminary, 
and immediately loved it, loved the community life, and just loved being surrounded by brothers who are also striving to follow Christ. And so I stayed here, and the Lord continued to work in my heart, um, forming that vocation, and He's going to continue to lead me toward the priesthood. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Gianni? Yeah, so similar to Gabe, I had seminary on the back burner for a couple of years, and um, it really became a serious thought my first year of college. So I went to Purdue University for a year and studied computer science mathematics. And while I was there, I began to engage in the Newman Center there, um, met a lot of fine young people. And I also started going the spiritual direction with a Dominican priest who was newly ordained. And it was through that process, um, just sifting out world worldviews and kind of where I, where I stood on a lot of issues um, that helped lead me to the decision that maybe this university path wasn't right for me at, um, at that time. So in the midst of my mathematics courses, I also started taking some philosophy. Mm. And the philosophy just forces you to think about everything and question everything you believed, even if you were stubborn about it before. So as I started to question all these things, I was like, whoa, maybe I need to rethink um, and kind of reevaluate where I am and where I'm heading. And ultimately, it was um, through that process that I found myself here. So, oh, fantastic. Yeah, and then for myself, I, I think uh, it was a long time coming a little bit. Um, whether I, I realized that or not. So I grew up in a, in a pretty Catholic household, um, which I'm very thankful for. But I can't say that I ever really took um, my faith very seriously in my own hands until um, I actually also been coming, I was coming back from a student bill conference um, in Denver, Colorado, um, the summer in between my um, freshman and sophomore year of high school. And I just had this, um, you know, moment where I realized that I really wanted this to be something that I was doing um, not because it was just that, you know, my parents were Catholic and, you know, my older siblings were Catholic. It was something that I wanted to do because I wanted to do it. Mm. And a big thing that, that changed in my life is when I came back, I decided that I was going to take up um, a holy hour. at. Um, so I grew up going to the cathedral in Rapid City. Um, and we, we've had the great gift of having perpetual adoration there. And so I signed up to do a, a weekly holy hour on Friday nights from 11 p.m. to midnight wow. um, every week. Um, and so just for, for, the, for the first time in my life, I really had a consistent prayer life, you know, even if it was just that one hour in front of the Blessed Sacraments. And as I you know, continued the next couple of years, you know, going through life, you know, going through high school, you know, getting more involved in my youth group, um, more involved in school and, um, you know, meeting um, wonderful people and, you know, starting to date a girl, um, it just really, really slowly, the Lord started working on my heart <laughs> and he just very gently said to me, um, Josiah, this is good, but it's not quite what I have planned for you. Mm. Um, and I spent a lot of time wrestling with um, with what that meant. Um, and it wasn't really until the summer in between my my junior and senior year of high school um, that I just had this very profound experience um, kneeling in front of the Blessed Sacraments where um, he just made it very clear that that something else was seminary. Um, and so I, I took that, you know, the beginning of my senior year of high school to start that application process with the Diocese of Rapid City. Um, and yeah, spent the last four years here, and um, like, likewise to Gabe, I just I couldn't have been more thankful for the gift of the formation that I've received here, and the the abundant ways that the Lord has blessed me. So uh, maybe you could mention that a little bit because you went straight from high school to the minor seminary, right? I did. Yes. Could you explain maybe uh, how you felt uh, having an experience like this might have helped your discernment process versus 
you know, going to Steubenville, for example, for a four-year degree and then to Sermon Seminary? Yeah, um, <laughs> it is a, I mean, it is a little, little crazy. You know, I, <clears throat> I came into seminary as an 18-year-old, um, which <laughs> is, is certainly very young, um, you know, and I, I certainly hadn't really quite figured out who I, who I was and who I wanted to be, but I think a, a beautiful gift of, of seminary is, you know, the, the key here is formation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and really what we're doing <laughs> um, is we're, we're forming our hearts to be disciples of the, of the Lord. And so I think coming in as, a, as an 18-year-old who definitely didn't quite have, <laughs> um, have myself figured out, um, that was so good for me. Um, because, you know, in, in that time where I was really trying to, to um, figure out who I was, what my identity was, um, to do that in the context of formation where the goal was to form my heart um, to be a disciple of Christ. Um, that, was, that was hugely helpful for me. Um, but on the other side, I mean, I do have um, a number of guys that I know who have you know, gone through the other track of you know, go to, getting an undergrad degree um, in a variety of things um, and then discerning um, you know, um, seminary and, and coming into here as a um, pre-theologian. So they'd be um, doing two years of philosophy before they head on to their four years of theology. Um, and I mean, I know that for them, that's been really beautiful experiences of kind of um, having some, some other experience with the church um, as a young adult. I know for, for one of my really good friends here, um, he did four years in graphic design, um, you know, studying graphic design, was a focused missionary for a year. And I know that he, he speaks widely a lot um, just about the gift of that, that time of being able to really um, be mentored, um, but then also to serve the church, um, mentoring people as, as a focused missionary, um, really developing the, um, the kingdom of, of the Lord. Um, in that way. So I think there's certainly value in both, but I, I, I can tell you I'm, I'm very thankful that it, um, the Lord called me when he did. So uh, you said you've, you've been here four years. Does that mean at the end of this year you move on to major seminary or is there still yeah. more? Or? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So kind of the, the track for, for us is um, doing, you know, if you come out right out of high school, you'll do four years of, of undergrad studies in philosophy in a minor seminary. Um, and then you'd move on to four years of um, theology studies at a major seminary. Um, so both Gabe and myself have been here for four years. Um, and so at the end of this year, um, we'll be graduating from the university of, um, here on campus and we'll be heading on to a major seminary, God willing. Fantastic. Uh, if you're just tuning in right now, uh, Nick Medelsky with you. I've got three uh, seminarians here at Immaculate Heart of Mary uh, Minor Seminary here in Winona. Very excited to be here. Last week was Vocations Awareness Week. I saw you guys got to do all kinds of fun stuff for that. Um, but uh, I was on retreat last week, so couldn't host last week from here and thought, well, why not? You know, it's uh, every week is Vocations Week, so I thought <laughs> we'd make, uh, make some time to have a show broadcast live uh, from here. Uh, so I think... Uh, you had said that you're, um, this is your first year? Yes, here? first okay. year. So I guess probably the question everyone asks you, and you're supposed to give a really intelligent, you know, well-thought-out response, <laughs> but what do you think of it so far a few months in? <clears throat> so it's funny you say this. Um, this vocations weekend, one of the young men who was coming that I talked to perfectly described what I thought seminary was like. And when I asked him, you know, is it anything like what you thought just visiting? He said, no, not at all. And he folded his hands together and he said, I thought all you would do is pray. And I thought the same thing, too. <laughs> but since being here, I realized that it's m- much different. Of course, prayer is foundational, um, sacraments as well. But there's a lot of great community um, and education, unlike anything I've, I've, I've experienced. So the seminary, I just think, is so well-rounded in all aspects. I've, I've loved being here. I love going to a small school and being 
able to engage with my peers and the teachers on a personal you know basis mm-hmm. um, I love living in community it's been a blessing sometimes it's hard but um, it's nice just to have people the door not next to you that you can talk to and that you know like as Gabe said earlier are on the same path as you and have the same mindset as you so it's really been a blessing fantastic and uh when you take classes here, uh, you take them with the student body at St. Mary's University, or do you take them separately, or, or yes. how does that work out? So, um, obviously, all the seminarians have the same major philosophy. They can disperse in a secondary major or minor if they so choose. Um, but just because of that fact, and it being a small school, a lot of the philosophy classes seem to be heavily seminarian-focused. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. There's some regular college students, I guess, um, but the other courses you take outside of your major for the general education program um, definitely include other campus students. So as of right now, my schedule has not permitted me to be in an environment with other campus students. Oh, gotcha, yeah. But following semesters, I know these two can probably speak more to it. Um, I'll have that experience. So, Either one of you want to pick up on that? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing uh, the LaSallean Honors Program, and so okay. within that program, you basically, um, it's essentially a book club, but you read books and then discuss them as a class, and so I've gotten to work a lot with um, a consistent group of campus students across my four years here um, in within that LaSallean Honors Program, and it's been really awesome to get to know them, and it is a gift, definitely, getting to interact with the campus students as well, because I know some seminarians have in-house um, um, education programs. Right, right. And so I think there are pros and cons either way, but it's definitely a gift to be on a campus with other campus students and have that um, those enriching relationships with them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Has that kind of been your experience too, Josiah? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's... Um it's really been beautiful for myself to, to kind of engage, especially with the Catholic community on campus. Um, you know, walking into um, to a campus as a seminarian, um, you know, engaging with these these students who have a, a deep love for the Lord um, and are, you know, discerning their vocations in other ways. Um, it's been beautiful to get to know them. And, and I, I can say personally, I've made some really, um, some really profound friendships um, through that, you know. Um, Two of my, um, you know, really good friends um, from campus just got married last summer, um, mm. and it's been beautiful to, you know, walk with them and, um, you know, to see <laughs> to see them discern their vocation, um, which is, you know, <laughs> so beautifully being lived out now as a young married couple. Um, but I, I really think that, that that has really enriched my own discernment of as I've been, you know, prayerfully considering priesthood, um, hearing the Lord draw my heart to that. Um, I just think that that experience of discernment for me has been so enriched by my relationship with them. Um, to see them also really intentionally discern um, a very, very different vocation. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense that that would, that would help uh, enrich your own vocational discernment. Well, uh, if you're just tuning in now again, Nick Bedelski here in wonderful Winona at Immaculate Heart of Barry Minor Seminary. got uh, three minor seminarians with us, uh, Gabriel, Gianni, and Josiah, uh, hearing about their different experiences from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, Gary, Indiana? Mm-hmm. Gary, Indiana. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Rapid City, South Dakota. So, And Rapid City is kind of on the western edge of our coverage area here on Real Presence uh, Live. So stay tuned, and we'll be back right after a quick break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? 
Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. And I say also to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This passage from Matthew describes the commission of Peter, given to him at Banias, ancient Caesarea Philippi, before the great rock of the pagan shrine, known to be one of the gates of the underworld. Realizing that the gates of hell have it in for us may give us pause, but no one has ever been attacked by a gate. It's a defensive measure. The prince of this world is on the defensive, which means that we are on the offensive. The gates of hell will not pursue us. Rather, we, the church militant, will attack the gates to set the captives free. We are already equipped and commissioned to raid and poach in Satan's territory and rescue souls out from under him. Are you ready for the task at hand? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Always a pleasure to be with you, especially joining you live here at Immaculate Heart of Mary Minor Seminary in wonderful Winona. Some fabulous uh, minor seminarians with me this morning, uh, sharing about their different experiences, their different backgrounds, and uh, we've got uh, you know two four-year students and then a, a, a first-year student uh, joining us to kind of share all those different experiences. Uh, Gabe, I know when we uh, spoke in uh, Owatonna, you shared a little bit about the uh, immersion experience you had yep. uh, down in uh, Central America. I believe. Yeah, in so Honduras. Do you Honduras. share a little bit about that and how that's kind of added to your uh, minor seminary experience? Yeah, definitely. So in high school, I did a lot of Spanish classes, um, and I wanted to continue it into college, especially because it's um, extremely beneficial for ministry in our diocese where we have a a growing Hispanic population. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've been taking Spanish classes, and I'm doing a double major, uh, and I needed a few extra credits, so I did an immersion program over the summer between my sophomore and junior year. And I went down to Honduras for that and spent about two months down there, with uh, working right next to the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. And it was an incredible summer. I worked at a couple different orphanages with them. And primarily we just spent time with the uh, kids at the orphanage. We played volleyball with them. We would put on uh, events for them at um, a big community center. So we'd have cooking classes, art classes, music classes. And it was just incredible building up relationships with them. And I think I might have shared this last time, but 
it kind of showed me a new way of loving others uh, without having a perfect understanding of their language. Because at first, I wasn't able to just communicate with them easily. And so I had to learn to just be with them, be present to them, and spend time with them, even when I couldn't communicate exactly what I wanted to say. Gotcha. H- have yeah. you had any kind of experiences like that that have really, uh, Josiah, I know you haven't done the Spanish program necessarily, but any other experiences? Because I know you guys do experiences outside of the classroom, right? Right, yeah. Um, a great gift that we have here at Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary is um, we're assigned an apostolic um, every year that we're here. So over the four years that I've been here, my freshman year I was working in um, one of the nursing homes in Winona. Um, my sophomore year I was teaching a confirmation class at one of the parishes mm-hmm. in town. Um, and <clears throat> this last year as a junior I was um, in a preschool classroom at one of the Catholic schools. And this year I'm actually working in um, the Catholic middle school. And so, you know, that's a variety of experiences, of course, um, you know, different age groups and um, and different kind of environments for sure. But I know that's been a a beautiful gift to really just kind of look at a, um, get a a hands-on experience of ministry, right? Um, You know, especially I've noticed in the last two years in schools, um, you know, there's not a lot that I'm doing, um, you know, for these kids, really. Um, And, you know, similarly to kind of what Gabe was getting at, um, it was less about what I could do for them um, and more about how I could be with them. Mm. Um, And that was a beautiful gift. This was really hit me last year, um, you know, in the, uh, in the preschool class that I was in. Um, Actually um, in the preschool, um, in the entire um, system, it was um, pre-K through first grade. Um, There actually wasn't a male staff member um, in the building. And so it was a really, it was a really big gift to, to be there with these, um, you know, young, young students. Right. um, You know, especially the young, the young boys um, who were just so excited to see, um, to see a young man that was there um, and to, and, you know, really cared to be with them. Right. Um, And especially in that age group, you know, I'm I'm working with, you know, four or five and six year olds. Um, I wasn't doing a whole lot other than just being with them. Um, And it was a, it was a beautiful gift to be able to just um, spend that time to be intentional to, you know, listen to them and um, have their com- the conversation that they wanted to um, to tell me. You know, my favorite was Halloween last year. I think for the f- three weeks before and the three weeks after, everyone wanted to tell me exactly who they were for Halloween. You're right. Um, and just the joy <laughs> that, that, right. that these these kids had when they um, they had a minute to be able to just sit down and um, just one on one and tell them tell me about how you know they were a princess for um, for Halloween and. Um, just the joy that I, I could give them to, to just be there with them um, mm. was a gift. And I think that that, you know, it's spoken to my heart a lot about, um, you know, ministry. Because I, I think so much of the, of the call of the priesthood um, is just simply to be, to be Christ for others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so much of that is, is far less of what you do and what you say, right. um, but really how you be. You know, how you, how you be with others. Um, so... I mean, that, that's been a beautiful gift. Not, not quite Honduras, but um, littler moments that have been beautiful for my own discernment. Well, fantastic. That, that's that's really exciting to hear, and, and I'm glad that uh, being assigned to uh, faith formation and schools hasn't put you off wanting to be, you know, at a parish with a school or something. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I know I've spoken to some priests who, you know, right out of the gate, they get assigned to a parish with a school, and then they're like, I never want to do that. <laughs> it's just a lot of work, but I'm glad to hear that that's that, uh, energized your ministry, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Well, fantastic. Um and now, I guess, a, a good question. I was going to hand things over to Gianni, actually, and ask, uh, what's it like coming to a place like Winona when you are from a place like Gary? Are you from, you know, a more urban area near Chicago, all that kind of stuff? To Winona, I know 
the Twin Cities are big, but they're not Chicago big. True, true. So it's actually surprisingly not been um, a, a terrible difference between where I live and Winona. The um, town I live is about 15 miles south of Gary. Okay. And it's, it's similar to Winona. There's one main road going through, and then it's a similar popula population, about 20,000. It has been a little odd um, being, I don't want to say in the middle of nowhere, but in the, <laughs> at, 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 oh, home, yeah, but at home, I'm five minutes away from major Illinois highways, right. you know, Chicago, and everything's kind of at my fingertips. I like to say I, I live in the, in the perfect place, a quiet suburb, but really close to everything I need. Mm -hmm. um, it has been a, a nice experience having all this um, nature around me. Mm -hmm. Indiana's pretty flat, or especially where I come from. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So having the bluffs and the trails and um, the the different ways to engage outdoors has really been, um, it's been an interesting experience to say that. I I wish I was more active in it. I'm starting to get my feet you just a little got wet. Here, so yeah, don't exactly. feel too bad. <laughs> so I've gone on a couple hikes, and that was my goal for this first semester. So that's been good. And now it snowed, so you know, yep. that's, that's done for a few months. It's, it's <laughs> snowing in November. Where I live, it doesn't snow till January or February, so this is quite nice. Well, <laughs> I do enjoy the snow. Welcome to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> right, so. um, well, great. It's been fantastic uh, hearing about that different uh, experiences. Um, uh, Gabe, could you talk maybe about uh, different... Um, I, I don't know, because, uh, Gianni, you probably haven't had a, an apostolic experience yet. You probably just... Yeah, I'm sure you have one assigned, but you're probably just getting started. Nothing, with it nothing. Or? Yeah, I just started, but I don't have any um, yearly fruits from it. Any so. profound uh, insights yeah. yet? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Gabe, maybe you could share a little bit about your uh, apostolic experiences. Yeah, so a few of my apostolics. Uh, my freshman year, I worked at a nursing home, and so I'd go and visit with a couple elderly ladies. Um, and then sophomore year, I was assigned to help out with uh, confirmation for a parish. And, of course, that was in the throes of COVID. And mm. so we were doing Zoom classes with them, um, which was, it was really good. It was a little bit more difficult, obviously, over Zoom, but there were still, it was really beautiful to see the fruits of those confirmation classes. Um, and then this year, uh, I have the privilege to be able to do prison ministry, so I'm working with oh. Father Schaefer, the vice rector, and mm -hmm. we head over there every Friday, pretty much now, until the end of the year. And... That's been really excellent. We've only gotten over there a couple times, but um, it's just been a really big gift to be able to um, interact with those that are there at the prison and to be able to bring them the sacraments because Father Schaefer will come and say Mass for them. And so I'll help with the music. Another guy will be the sacristan. And Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. That That's that's really interesting that, that uh, you know, just the range of experiences between the two of you. You've been able to be involved in working at the nursing home, uh, at schools, and then, like you said, prison ministry. That's got to mm -hmm. be really fascinating. Uh, could you maybe talk a little bit more about that prison ministry? I know you're just kind of getting started in the year, but how that differs from maybe some of the other experiences you've had. Yeah, definitely. Um, so one of the really big gifts, too, of doing prison ministry right now is that I'm getting to practice my Spanish a little bit. Oh. And so last time we were there... Basically, we just had small group conversation, and we discussed the readings from Sunday, so we went through the gospel, and then um, kind of just talked about life, and just getting to hear some of those uh, experiences that they've gone through, and how 
over these times of trial that these people have gone through at the prison, they have really grown in their faith. And it's beautiful just to see how much they care about their families and how strong uh, they are in their faith. And really those two virtues of faith and hope. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Um, I know we're going to have to let uh, Josiah and Gianni go, so uh, we only have about two minutes left uh, before we go to break. Uh, any final words of wisdom to share with people listening? <laughs> I'm getting some head shakes. You know, I, I, do, I do have one, actually. Prayer is much more important than I think most people make it out to be. Mm. Since, I, since I've come to seminary, even though it's been a short time, I've just seen an e- explosion in my, my daily devotion to prayer and just the changes it's, it's had, how my, my heart moves in different ways and how I've become more self-aware. I guess there are a lot of things um, in, in my life. So if I, could, if I could say one thing, it's just pray. Pray more than you if, you... if you think you're praying enough, you're not praying enough. So. I've heard that saying before. I love that one. Yeah. That's, that's a good one to hang on to. Yeah, for myself, I, I guess I just the um, the word of encouragement. I guess I, w- I would say to, to end off the show, especially coming off of this vocation uh, awareness week, um, is just if there are any young men <laughs> who are listening to this, or even parents um, of of young men, um, to just to, I just cannot um, express the the importance of of keeping seminary as as an option. Um, I know I was I was so thankful growing up in the household that I did um, that my parents you know always um, encouraged me to the, to say that that was an option. Um, and that it was a huge gift. Um, um, but I also know that I, I kind of ran away from that, um, that inclination, what the Lord was drawing me to for, um, for a long time. Um, and now that I, I have um, become a little bit wiser, a little bit smarter, um, <laughs> um, listening to the Lord's call, um, I cannot tell you how much joy that's, um, that's brought me. So I just encourage anyone who's listening, um, you know, if, you're, if you feel like you're, um, the Lord is calling you to something, to just um, really be open to that because the joy found in it is unlike anything else. Well, fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen, uh, Thank for you. your answering God's call or, or, or being willing to, to start to look at how you should answer God's call, I guess, right? It's still a discernment process until the day you're ordained, right? So, uh, But thank you for your willingness to, to serve, and thank you for your willingness to come on air today. I know that's not always the easiest thing to do, so I appreciate you guys coming on this morning. And uh, Gabriel, who do we have coming up after the break? Uh, coming up after the break, I believe we have Ethan Vineyard, also from the Diocese of Gary, and Andrew Biney from the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. Well, fantastic. Make sure you stay tuned on Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after a quick break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 